Originating from a secret underground bunker buried deep in the heart of Chicago's north side, two fans dare to defy the laws of man to bring you a podcast about the south side hitmen, the good guys who wear black. There's a sense of pride. Um, there's a sense of, of purpose. Azagir, by far. He was my favorite player. Well, all time, it's Paul Canerco. I love the hot dogs. I love the grilled onions. And I can't believe it's been 13 years. 13 painful, painful years. <laughs> because good guys wear black. Good guys talk black. All right. Feels good to feel good. Episode 14, Good Guys Talk Back, everything Chicago White Sox, a fan-centric and blue-collar uh, podcast. Uh, we are recording on Tuesday, March 19th, 2019. Uh, the Sox are actually uh, playing a game right now, a night game, uh, as we record this, uh, uh, this episode. Um, I am Nick Morawski. And let me bring in my co-host, Jeff Julian. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm great. It's it good is, to see you. We had a little spring, we, uh, we little spring break there. We did. We did. Uh, it wasn't very exciting. Um, <laughs> no. No, but it, it was a break. And uh, we're back uh, re-energized. Uh, got some fun stuff to, uh, to dissect here. Um, Sox naming a, a opening day starter. There's still some fifth starter debate out there. I uh, want to talk about what the experts are saying by these uh, about these socks. There's a there's one uh, there's one website that is really very generous to the socks, and we're going to get into I that. I saw that. Uh, yeah, uh, Stadium Food uh, starting to see a little bit of information on what to expect in uh, 2019 uh, at Sox Park, as in other parks uh, across MLB. I got some tavern talk for us uh, today. Uh, tavern talk. Uh, tavern talk on on stadium music, and uh, I I think I'm gonna I think I'm the outlier here, but I'm gonna go with this anyway. So okay, you know, all uh, right, uh, hang in here with me. But first, uh, we have our spring training uh, update. Yes. Yes. I mean, baseball is... Talk to me. Where are we at with the errors? Uh, errors are errors have increased. Okay. <laughs> uh, it, it, you know, look, there's so many people that I, you know, when I talk to other people about the socks, about baseball, you know, for, and this has been happening for years, or you see this on social media, you know, it doesn't matter. Spring training doesn't matter. The, wake me up when the games actually count. You know, I have a feeling, I, I'm sorry, but I have a weird feeling that tendencies that you get into in spring training, you know, can manifest in the regular season. Am I wrong on that? No, I don't think so. I, I think, I think if you're a really good team, you're going to be probably pretty good in the spring and you're probably going to be pretty good in the regular season. If you're a bad team, you'll probably be bad in spring and you'll probably be bad in the regular season. I think, yeah. I think it's that middle, right? Where you yeah. don't know if the team is right on the cusp of being, of starting to get good. So maybe they don't play as well in spring and then they start to gel. And then you see that uh-huh. later mm-hmm. in, in, mm-hmm. in the season, or maybe you got a team that was good last year, but maybe they're starting to get old and they have a pretty good spring, but they run out of gas yeah. somewhere. So I don't, I, I, I don't knows, get right? it either, man. I really don't. I mean, the socks right now, no matter what happens tonight, um, they're coming in with the worst record in MLB for the spring. 
Uh, they're coming in around. They're coming in at seven and fourteen. Okay, that's, that's the bottom. About. I mean, well, you know, but one one team ahead of them, just one by one win, are the Red Sox at eight and fourteen. You know, and the Red Sox are still supposed to be pretty loaded, right. And be up there, you know, at the top of the AL East. So, yeah, I, I get it. You can't read too much into records, and I'm looking at, I'm looking at what players are doing individually. I'm looking at, it, but. I'm sorry, man. I think losing is contagious. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that. But I think you sort of have to, I don't know if it's the eye test, but I, I would look at that. If, if I'm looking at the Red Sox and the and, and the White Sox and they're, they're, there's one game difference between them in spring training, I'm probably thinking the Red Sox are probably going to be okay. And I'm not so sure about, about the White Sox. Yeah. But as you said, I think you're looking at, you have to almost forget about records and just you're, you're looking at specific things. Is this pro is prospect a starting to perform the way you expect it? Mm -hmm. Who's, who's mm -hmm. injured? Who's not, who's coming back and, and starting to look the way they should have after, after some rust. Well, what, what, what's happening with those pitchers? You know, do you have a sense of who's going to be your starting five? Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. uh, do you have problems in, in, sure. in the bullpen? So you have to sort of, I don't know. It's almost like deconstructing. Yeah, a team and I looking get at that. I, I get that, you know, but I also am very reactionary when I see seven and 14 and I see there hasn't been a lot of offense lately, you know, an, an, an increase in errors. Some guys are really falling off offensively. I, I don't know. You know, are they trying to, you know, hit the ball to the opposite field? They're working on some other types of things. Right. The game within right. the game within the game. Right. Uh, to me, it's still a little alarming, but you, you know, I'm glad you brought up the health and I'm yeah. glad you brought up. I wish the I prospects. didn't have to. Well, I, it is a sad situation, folks. If you are on, you know, if, if you've been waiting for the prospects and, and, and the prospects we trust and, you know, 2020, 2021, and you cannot wait for these prospects. There, there's some really disturbing information uh, that's been happening, and, and the latest casualty is Dane Dunning, who hasn't seen any, you know, professional uh, uh, innings, but uh, came over to the White Sox with the Adam Eaton deal through the Nationals, where we got Giolito and, and Lopez. So a few years ago, when the rebuild just started, Dunning came over early 20s, a lot of promise, you know, 80th prospect in baseball. Can I just say he has a great baseball name too? Dane Dunning, you know, the, the same, yeah. same first name, last name, yeah. lettering, just a, he sounds like a baseball player. Well, that's or all he's got going hero. for him right now. I, <laughs> I like the action hero thing. He's even got those like rec spec goggles. If you if Dane you look Dunning at. in hard uh, to kill. So he got, he was injured last, you know, last summer and, and not a lot of people were paying attention uh, to, and I shouldn't say not a lot, but uh, what eclipsed that was the whole Michael Kopech uh, right. injury. And, you know, Dane Dunning gets himself somewhat healthy uh, in the fall and comes into spring training. And, you know, not too long after the beginning of spring training, he's having some forearm issue. He's having some elbow issue. Right. And, um, you know, this was some whispers last week that he might need Tommy John surgery. And, uh, you know, just, what, two days ago, he goes under the knife and he has uh, Tommy John surgery. He's going to be lost this entire year. And he and he might and he might nothing is for sure. You know, if all things go well, he, he might be back, you know, uh, in spring training next year to give it a go. And nobody ever 
if you hear whispers of Tommy John, you know, I mean, that's never. I mean, you might as well just say it. Like, have, have you ever? Have you ever? If somebody come whispers like, in your ear, <laughs> right? Tommy if you, John. If you if you hear Tommy John uh, whispered, you're it's it's over. He's, he's it's not a good thing. He's like, what, what was that? You, you would stand in front of the the, the mirror and and say Bloody Bloody Mary, Mary yeah, three yeah. times. If you yeah. whispered Tommy John three times in mm-hmm. in the clubhouse, yeah. you're done. Yeah, that, it's, uh, he shows up and he hits your elbow <laughs> with a with a hammer. And then, sure, sure. Uh, there should be some sort of children's rhyme about being being aware of Tommy John. <laughs> exactly, he's oh coming for God. you. Right. Uh, can I read you this list of prospects that are just you know out injured? You know, uh, I don't know. Only if it's under five, it's not. That's 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 <laughs> then, the, that's the shame here. Then I don't want to hear so it. So you got Kopech who who went down with Tommy John uh, at the end of last season. Uh, from what we're being told, he should be uh, all systems go in spring training 2020. You okay. got you got Dane Dunning now just just having Tommy John uh, should be out all of this year. Maybe maybe he'll be back early uh, 2020. Hey, how many times have we said Tommy John? I want to make sure that he okay. doesn't show up. In- <laughs> well, here, here's your rule of threes, Jeff. Uh, Mike Rodolfo. had Tommy John oh, no. in July uh, last season. He's an outfielder. Uh, working his way back. He's in the studio. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Whispering. Um, you have Jake Berger, who was a uh, first-round draft pick by the Sox, which is an awesome name, by the way, in 2017. He's the guy who keeps uh, hurting himself. His, his Achilles, right? yeah. He's yeah. he's torn his Achilles uh, twice, and uh, he hopefully, hopefully will be back uh, ready to go uh, June this year. Uh, Luis Basabe. Uh, recovering from a broken uh, hand, suffered early this spring training. Uh, and that's not to mention Luis uh, Robert, who, you know, is having a jammed thumb issues because he won't slide properly or wear the mitten. These are... Yeah. Oh, wait, I forgot. We've got, we've got to get the... Yeah. We've got to get the Although, oven you know mitt. what? I was watching the game last week and he had a big mitten on his hand. He had one of the okay, one of those finally. big mitts. You know? So those are all our guys? Those are all our guys. And, and, and Carlos Rodon had issues last year uh, that looked to be corrected, uh, but cross your fingers because, you know... That's too many not, guys. You know, I, hey, there's a lot of stuff to be positive about with this 2019 team. And, and all those guys that I listed, aside from Kopech, you're, you're, they weren't supposed to be up with the with the club in 2019 anyway. Right. Okay. But still, it delays all of their pro, all, all of the process... You know their recovery, and that's and that's all question mark whether they come back or not. So, yes, you know the Sox farm system is loaded. It's top three. It's top five. But that's why we were talking, and and a lot of folks were hemming and hawing on throw money at Machado, throw right. money at Harper right. because these are proven. Could they get hurt? Sure. Right. Okay, but these prospects haven't even proved themselves yet. Yeah, they haven't done anything at the major league level. These prospects all sound like former Bears first round draft picks where they're all like they're they're pre-drafted injured and, <laughs> and, and, and like uh, it at some like point, a used car right, or something. At, at some point that's what Jerry Angelo and Phil Emery were specifically drafting for. They were like, is he injured or or possibly could wanna, he be injured? See okay, if I can get a deal perfect. on this. Okay, that that's our guy right there. Horrible. It, it's really uh I, I try not to think about it, and I think folks are just getting numb to this. Yeah, yeah. You know the whisper, the the TJ whisper, 
Well, you just rifled through like 15 pages with, with, yeah, with yeah, one I hear of your notebooks. Like copious and, notes here, right. all on all on Tommy John uh, surgery. <laughs> is that like an injury notebook specifically? And you, when you were looking at my list, you're probably like, "Oh, that's all in the maybe the AL Central or the or the MLB. This is all White Sox injuries, prospect injuries." Uh, so, all right, so that, that that's where we're sitting at right now. Um, the Sox optioned a bunch of players to uh, down to the minors: uh, Eloy, Dylan Cease, uh, Zach Collins. No, nobody really surprising. Um, they're really trying to, I think, get a couple positions uh, figured out, and of course that um, some of the bullpen stuff in that fifth starter, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, Anderson, I still feel is uh, is is. Is doing pretty well. He's down to three fifty nine and thirty nine at bats. Uh, you know, he was he was, he was smoking the ball. Yeah, while, he was right? over four hundred. Yeah. Um, you know, and Mankata, you know, he leads the team in walks. He's got two doubles, a triple, a couple home runs, seven RBIs. Uh, folks seem to be pretty bullish on his spring. I I, I still don't Where's like. Where's he his, at with the strikeouts? It's right high. Now. It's in the yeah. teens. I'm still not happy with the strikeouts. You know, I, I was watching the game. Uh, I was watching Friday's game against the Cubs, and I caught a little bit of Saturday's. You know, and I've been tuning in on the radio a little bit when it's not on TV, which is painful. And I the radio's want, a tough. It, it's, it's so tough <laughs> listening. You know, Makata just gets so deep in the count, and he, and he he's talked about wanting to be more aggressive, but he's still, you know, he, he before you know it, it's you know one and two, and he's got to bow his neck here and uh, and probably swing at a pitch he might not have swing at, protecting with two strikes. Can can you teach that <laughs> restraint? Uh, because you don't I, want to. You don't, and especially in the way the game is played now, you don't want to take the aggressiveness out sure. of the hitter. Yeah. But but you've got yeah. to teach that restraint, right? And 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 I don't know if that's. I guess my question is: Is that something you're you you develop over your career, or or can you get to this point and be aggressive, and then have? A major league hitting coach or a really good manager well, yeah, like, like yeah, Renteria sure. say, "It's a second kid, set of eyes. You gotta. I want you to be aggressive, but you also got to make good choices. Yeah, it's a second set of eyes, and you've got mentors. I mean, Abreu's been talking to Mankata had last year uh, conversations of, you know, these pitchers aren't dumb. You know, the scouts on the Sox are not dumb. They realize Mankata's taken a couple pitches." So yeah. I'm not saying pepper in a fastball, right. but there there are some really good odds that he's not swinging at this first pitch. So if you want to get ahead in the count, might as well just put down a fastball belt high somewhere on the corners maybe and get yourself in, in, in a good spot. Abreu's saying they think you're not going to swing. Right. You might want to try to mix it up every now and then. Yeah, and if you're going to strike out almost 200 times, you're going to have <laughs> to hit. You're going to have to hit 40, 50 home runs, and you're going to have to be – Walking a ton and driving in yeah, a ton of runs. He's got, he has got the speed. Uh, he yeah. has to. He has to be on base. Yeah, um, you're gonna have to deliver in 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 other areas. Yeah, that's something to keep uh, keep our eye on. And you know, um, you know, next uh, next episode when we start talking about different bets and wagers and predictions, uh, that's you know, Mankata strikeouts will be definitely on the list. Um, so you got. Uh, you got some players optioned. Uh, there was some chatter last week on one of the players optioned on, on Eloy Jimenez. Um, I don't know if you caught this. 
there were some reports coming out that the Sox were going to offer like a 10-year, $100 million contract to this guy. <laughs> he hasn't played He hasn't played a single game in, in, up in the pros. Perfect. And it was like, what? That would have been just the real dressing on this offseason. <laughs> right. You know, you pass on all these guys. Everybody's having Tommy John surgery. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to put my money in this guy who has not played a single game. Right. At the pro level. Right. right. And that's classic socks. I right. mean, they, uh, you know, they extended Quintana and Sale really early. But at least they got up to the bigs, and we saw a little bit of what they had. Boy, you're really talking about uh, being aggressive there. I, I'm, I'm assuming that maybe they're saving a lot of that free agent money now for, like, an orthopedic suite, like a, like an, <laughs> like, like a surgical center right at, right at guaranteed rate that they can do the Tommy John surgery right. right there. That's what I'm talking about, a Tommy John surgery day where <laughs> they set up booths on the concourse, and you can just, if you're having something weird with your elbow or forearm, right. you can get it checked out. Right. You know those, like, massage tables at right. the mall? where right. you can just lay down right and like there. get a nice little spinal uh okay. get it done with the kids <laughs> you never know man right some of the size of the and we're going to get to the stadium food you're walking around with all these big nachos and everything <laughs> your shoulder could give out or your elbow's too weak you should really get it checked out so it's tommy john night didn't you say on email you thought it was a heavy italian beef that maybe <laughs> yeah. injured Donnie? well i'll tell you you're going into some of these beef sandwich shops <laughs> in the south side and yeah i mean talking about Talking about beef sandwiches, uh, you know, we'll get into food uh, just, you know, in a little bit because there are some new uh, interesting options uh, across uh, major leagues. Now, I want to get into uh, some tavern talk with you with you first. OK, um, fair, this is fair. this is just, you know, we're, we're just sitting around um, kind of BS in here. Um, I want to take it to the Blackhawks really quick. OK, uh, I went to a game recently. Yeah. It was a good game. Hawks won seven to one. Okay, seven to one. Um, you know, Hawks had a hat trick, um, and look, it was a very exciting. I don't know if the Hawks are going to pull it out and, and leapfrog all these teams to, to get into the playoffs. Um, you know, and I, hey, ten years ago, five years ago, I, I really enjoyed Chelsea Dagger. Uh, you <laughs> he know, it seven uh, times, I, and, and, and it's just. I, on and on and on. Am I the only one that's about done with, you know, after every goal for Telly's Chelsea dagger? Am I, am I the only one here? I think you're right. I enjoyed that when it was, you know, through all those, uh, you know, the, the, the three cups and the, sure. and the other playoff runs that didn't, didn't fully pan out. But yeah, the song is, it's not that good of a song to, to begin with. And then, it really does great after uh, a certain point, you know. I, I mean, seven times, and you know, it's like once you're up by five goals, you know, they're, they're, we're still playing it, and I, it got me thinking about other stadium music. Yeah, and I and, yeah. and I don't want to bring up uh, a problem and not have a solution. I really don't have another song. Uh, to fill in uh, well, and any song is going to wear out eventually, especially if you're using okay, it so, as a as a, a goal. So, song so that's what I'm like also that. wondering. Has it has it as it's worn out? It's welcome. And with the Hawks not making the playoffs for two years and, you know, we got Quinville's gone, maybe a new regime. What's going to be interesting this offseason? And I don't want to turn this into a whole hockey thing, but may, maybe we're looking at a new song. Is that sacrilegious here? 
No, or or maybe you mix it up a little bit, or you know, the, the Fratelli song has been around for a while, so maybe you kind of you you pull it back a bit and in, introduce a, a new song, and maybe yeah, I, you use it every once in a it's while. It's gonna have to be not, delicate because I know yeah. there's some folks that just love clapping along to that. Yeah, uh, but it's it's fun. It's but, fun. It's a but, fun song. Yeah. I get it, but you know, I, I was like, yeah, man, I, I don't know. So. Because I was thinking about, you know, years ago when Nancy Faust was on Oregon at Sox mm-hmm. games and you had, when a, when a relief pitcher was taken out, you had, na, 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 hey, hey, goodbye. Right, right. Okay, but that wasn't played every single time a relief pitcher was taken out. Yeah. So I'm trying to find a parallel because the Sox don't do any any songs for home runs. Yeah. I know some teams do. Uh, uh, after- is it Red Sox who do... The Neil Diamond song? They, they do that, that at the seventh inning stretch. Yeah. And I know, like, the Cubs have, you know, Go Cubs Go. I hate that song. Yeah, I, I, I was wondering how you felt about that. I, I, mean, his, I mean, again, in the moment, I guess it's fine, but as a song, it's... A, it's is that just after a win? I mean, Yeah, I, okay. it's, a, it's after a win. It's a dated song. It's, yeah. I mean, that, that song, I think, was recorded in the 80s. Like, they still use, like, a bad recording of it. It's just like, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's just, again, yeah. fine. It's, it's a fine song, but I think... Maybe it takes time for them to become classics, but you know something like um, "Take Me Out to the Ball Game." I don't know that feels different than than a, like a kitschy themed song like "Go Cubs Go" or something like the Fratellis that's been just worn to death. I, I yeah, I, I, it's something that was just. I, I thought I'd bring it up just maybe because it was a seven to one game and the Hawks are like pretty much out of the playoffs here for the second year right. in a row, and right. it just doesn't have the same feel as it did during the Cup run. Um, you know, I'm thinking about you know, you know, let's go 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 White Sox. Uh, that's an anthem from the '50s that. They play at the stadium when, you know, we're about to maybe get on or we're rally or maybe we've scored a couple runs late in the game. Just get the crowd pumped up. Uh, well, you have I, you you have bear down on, on your yeah, list. Yeah, bear down. And, I and that's that, that I mean, that's of, after touchdowns. Yeah, right? And it has that classic feel to it as as, as well. Now, you know, what if the bear like wasn't there a game this past season against the Bucks or something where they won like 80 to 10? I mean, are you sitting through, you know, yes. eight renditions of every time bear down? with the Bears? <laughs> But are I you okay? It. You sit, and that's yes. fine with yes, you, really. Because, okay. Um, sometimes they don't score a lot of touchdowns, well, and, so. and that's the other side to the Hawks argument. Yeah. Is sometimes hockey games are one nothing, three two. So I know this was this, this was a little Again, bit of. A, I think the Bears song is a classic song, and it's about the Bears. The Fratelli song, it's not a classic, and it's sort of. I don't know. It's just I think it grates on you after a while. Yeah. Well. Know? I you know there, there's no right or wrong. This isn't going to be determined uh, tonight. Uh, but I just you know I like the sound of the horn after they score. And frankly, I think you could play any kind of upbeat rock song after that yeah. for 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 ten or fifteen seconds, or you could mix it up. Where... They should really have just a guy with a guitar. <laughs> Yes. You know, just yeah. plugged into an right. amp, just on right. uh, like one of the uh, exits, one of the aisles, <laughs> and just a spotlight comes down yeah. on him. Yeah, and he just riffs a little bit. Yeah, uh, some white snake or something. Whatever he's feeling at the time, <laughs> just a little guitar, the horn, a little Here guitar. I go again. <laughs> no, 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 not even any vocals. Just, just he just kind of just goes with the guitar. Uh, uh, you know, yeah, just something different. I, I, I don't know. Uh, how do you feel about songs that kick off the 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 game? Oh, see, that's the thing. I love them. Now, yeah. the, now the Sox uh, 
were using for the longest time uh, Thunderstruck, right. ACDC. Right. And they don't do it as they don't do it as much anymore. I'll, I'll be honest; it's not enough. They the opening day comes some big games, some rival games. They should be using that thing every single yeah. game. This is our anthem. Uh, boy, when they when they uh, rolled that out, I think it was you know two thousand five, two thousand six. Yeah. Man, wow! And the Hawks do something the same every game where they. I, yeah, they've got they skate out to it, and then every every team's they've doing got, a video. Is it, is it the Ted Nugent song that always kind of starts things up? Yeah, yeah. After yeah, yeah. And yeah. I mean, I guess I don't know why that feels different. That 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 makes sense to me. That it that it kicks. It almost feels like theme music to the beginning of a show. Or Absolutely. Something. Yeah. I that and, and the Bulls had something and still do. I think. Yeah. What uh, is that? Alan Parsons project. Yeah. 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 So. You know, you get a sense of uniformity because, you know, players change, uh, you know, seasons are, are not like every other season. Right. So you need something to kind of thread through. And I like that at the beginning of games, I like the video montage that teams introduce and just about every team's doing it. Um, but I don't know, man. You I, know, the, since, since, since we're talking about media and, you know, yeah. the, the, you know, the. Yeah, intro songs and things like that. I want to go back to the the Sox radio broadcast because we oh, we skipped that man. for a minute. Yeah, I, <laughs> and I thought I, you would forget. I just want. I wish I could, but I wanted. <laughs> I wanted to share with you that oh, you know I, I've got a a long commute out to work and in in yeah. home and sometimes when I when I get in the car after work you flip on the radio yeah. you, you you move through your different mm-hmm, stations mm-hmm. and oh hey. There's, baseball on yeah. you know it's march spring spring yeah. training i turned it on the other day and and farmer and dj it and it was it was farmer within like two minutes apropos like at first i wasn't sure that i was listening to a baseball <laughs> game because he was talking mm-hmm. about he had in 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 mm-hmm. the span of a minute to, to two minutes that's he had how mentioned, you know it's good <laughs> right he had mentioned the Donner party yeah. and then, and then followed <laughs> yeah. that up with yeah. some Cubs second baseman mm-hmm. that had crashed his plane into, mm-hmm. into the salt Lake. And, yeah. and this was the like two minute, just, I'd like to see his notebook. Right. This of all like the B stuff he's going to kind yeah. of fill, fill time with. I, uh, I was waiting for like another, maybe minute and a half on Dahmer and then maybe bring mm-hmm. up, you know, John yeah. Wayne Gacy and then yeah. some mountain climber who had, uh, you know, yeah. died scaling, and you didn't even get any of the. <laughs> you didn't even get any of the Darren Jackson, the DJ stuff, because the two of them. Well, anytime DJ opens up his mouth, something just idiotic comes out. I'm sorry. And apparently, off air, they're the best of friends. They've been at it together for a while here, but it, Darren Jackson is just not. He should not be in broadcasting. When he was paired <laughs> up with Hawk, it was the worst. You talk about. Stone and Hawk sitting on the farthest edges of the booth. I mean, Hawk could not stand Darren Jackson. It, I, it, it seems like it. Like if, if you were to put each of their headphones on at different, like it wouldn't surprise me if they weren't hearing they they weren't hearing each other or they like, just have music pumping they, in. They have their own favorite music. Or maybe in. they're hearing different. Like maybe they're having conversations with someone it's else. It's really rough, and it's a it's a real shame because back in the eighties and nineties, and then early two thousands, the Sox had one of the best radio uh, teams, probably in all of baseball. John Rooney and Ed Farmer. Yeah, right, Rooney was right. your was your play by play, and Ed Farmer was color. And uh, they thankfully were together in in 2005, and then and you know, 
Rooney took off for the St. Louis Cardinals due to due to money and contracts and and Farmer kind of bounced around with a bunch of different folks and it's a tough listen to. It's tough. I mean, I, I I like I grew up with Farmer. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, but he is not. He's kind of losing it. Uh, I don't know where he what he's, where he's yeah. what's going on. It's but. just it's it's it, it's hard to listen to. It's confusing and, and it doesn't get any better in the regular season. So just heads up on that if you're going to be listening to it more. I just don't need that much murder or death in my in my spring training baseball. More more know? Tommy John chatter. That's what you need. I just I didn't know what was going on and I was confused. You're not the only and, one, friend. You are not the only. one. I just one. had to turn uh, change change the channel. Quick, so. just a quick um, st- story. Very very quick. So Hawks, uh, which we're you know we're not going to have Hawk this year. Uh, uh, Hawks saying at, at the start of every game was sit back, relax, and, and strap it down. Yeah. Well. DJ was was filling in one night for for some reason he was given the permission to say this. So DJ, here he is with his open mic. Sit back, relax, and strap it on. Oh no. I kid you not. And this was before social media, so we couldn't go crazy yeah. uh, on Twitter, but you better believe I was talking to folk. Talk about tavern talk. The yeah. next time I saw yeah. folks, I'm like, "Can you believe that's what he said?" Yeah, that's I mean, unfortunate. Talk about clueless. You've heard uh, Hawks say it, <laughs> you know, three thousand times, yeah. and uh, you can't figure it out. You're one time. Wow. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, get ready for a nice long season with that. Um, so, want to uh, you know talk a little bit about stadium uh stadium food um i know we both have our favorites uh saw some articles floating around recently and uh additions to different ballparks menus in 2019 yeah Um, it wasn't very extensive but um few of the al central teams were were mentioned and the Sox actually uh were were leading the leader of the pack here and this article and uh, I, I know I, I, I sent it to you and, and folks, if you haven't um, if you haven't seen the picture of this, if you haven't read any uh, any of the articles, uh, do yourself a favor. Um, the one of the newest additions uh, for the socks here in 2019 is called the Polish platter. All right. The Polish platter. Um, let me see. Let me just read you a couple things here. Uh, it's going to feature Vienna beef, Polish uh, kielbasa sausage, and the choice of three loaded baked potato or onion pierogies piled on top of sauerkraut, caramelized onions, and served with a homemade mustard sauce. The picture of this, uh, you, you got to see the picture of this. It's unbelievable. I mean, it it looks good and it sounds good, but... It also just sounds like a recipe for disaster within the stadium. Well, see, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, you have like, to do some recon. You have to know where the bathrooms yeah. are and what are the best bathrooms. Right. I mean, if you're in some kind of diamond suite um, and you're sharing it with like 20 other people, <laughs> you might have to make an announcement ahead of time. Like, I'm going for the Polish platter. If you need to use the bathroom, <laughs> use it now. Because you know what I'm about to do here. This could be a recipe for a gastrointestinal Tommy John surgery. Is it's all unbelievable. I mean, you got the the kielbasa, the sausage, and then you've got the 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 loaded baked potatoes or the pierogies with all the kraut and caramelized caramelized onions. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm gonna eat one when we get there. But yeah, of course. I, I mean, 
mean, well, we have to try it. We might have to leave immediately after. Like this, this, this might have to be like a seventh inning buy, and then you're in an Uber by, you know, by <laughs> bottom of the eighth with the request of you must get me home immediately. Yeah, you, uh, you, you definitely want if it's Tommy John night, you want to get your arm checked out <laughs> if you're carrying around this tray here. Because it is extensive. Uh, check this. Check this out. It was on MLB.com. Uh, um, it was also on SportsIllustrated.com. Uh, Some of the stuff on here looks like a like a man versus food episode. Well, everybody's like, trying. The- yeah, everybody's trying to outdo themselves. Last year, the Sox brought in the Cuban burger, which was which is outstanding. In the uh, Southside Horseshoe. And I, have you ever had a horseshoe, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I had my first horseshoe a couple weeks ago when we went down to Springfield right. for the weekend. Yeah. And uh, it's unbelievable. I mean, talk about a heart attack waiting to happen. Uh, but they brought that in with the Cuban burger, both, you know, uh, appropriate additions. And we like the Comiskey burger with the Merck's cheese. Yeah. Uh, but this Polish platter, man, uh, is something else. Well, look, look at the thing that the Dodgers are doing. The the going yard, 16 and a half inch jalapeno cheddar sausage. Yeah. yeah. Topped with grilled onions, yeah. roasted corn, avocado relish, and sour cream. Mm-hmm. I mean. W- yeah. The that- Rangers have something interesting here, too. They're offering a two-pound <laughs> Uh, two, offering a, a two-pound uh, chicken tender, battered and fried. That's uh, going to be served with ro- waffle fries. Just if you were still a little hungry, where's the chicken at? That's you know giving up the two-pound tender. Wouldn't want to run into that. Pounds. Yeah. Oh my god. Can chickens get Tommy John? That's what I oh. want to know. <laughs> Those are all. Yeah. Those are all leftovers from chickens that didn't survive Tommy oh, John. Wow. <laughs> Uh, you got the St. Louis Cardinals, which probably have the most sane option here. It's uh, it's a 16 inch slice of pizza. That's I mean, that's a lot of pizza. <laughs> it's not that much. It's not that much. Inch? No, once you start, once you start going, uh, it's not a problem. I don't know. It's hard to tell with this with this photo. I, I would need someone's arm in the. In, oh, like a like yeah. a, a book, big footprint where yeah, they put right. like a pen or yeah. a ruler next to the casting. Right. Sure. And then the, the Nationals are offering what looks to be a, a short rib, but also might be a club that you yep. could you, you fight someone off with. I mean, well, you know, the Sox have their uh, helmet nachos where you get, uh, you know, uh, the the nachos in the helmet and then you wash it out in the bathroom and then you wear it on your head. Yeah. Uh, just in case <laughs> someone tries to club you, you're all set. In the 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 twins, right at Target. Field, yeah, yeah. They, the, they've got like an almost an Elvis inspired uh, peanut butter and bacon sandwich. I did see that. I like that a lot. Um, there's a chicken and waffle boat uh, that the Braves are doing. Um, yeah, I poutine um, is available in a couple stadiums now. I mean, you're going to eat well when these when these parks keep trying to outdo themselves, but. Um, you know, you're going <laughs> to pay Rangers for it. You're gonna, <laughs> that is just, the two pound tender. I kind of want to go back to Arlington to check that out. And the, and the picture in there too, there's like a rooster wearing a, a catcher's mask. Well, they gave you a picture in this article. They put a Jersey. So the, the tenders in front of a Jersey and it goes all the way across the Jersey no. sleeve to sleeve. Oh my God, man. Uh, that's that is, something that's something else i would go there just listen to, listen just it, to see that when the Sox play the rangers okay and you're watching the broadcast uh 
just get ready because you know either the b-roll the pans to the crowd oh, it's coming yeah, yeah, yeah of right, them just right. woofing down two pound tenders yeah. uh oh, yeah. i'm excited for that um so you do you have a, a favorite do you have a go-to when you're at games that you know you, you you try to you know if you're ready i mean i i really do like that that Merck's burger. yeah i the, think that's yeah. solid and yeah. then you know getting anything with the with the grilled onions is mm-hmm. is, is going to be something to look forward yeah. to yeah best kosher uh, you, you know a couple innings in uh, and you need to really pay attention to how they're grilling the onions because you, yeah. you don't want them raw. So you got to wait a little bit right. for the onions right. to. Yeah, you want that caramelization. Absolutely. And, and you want the grill to sort of build up a little bit of of that resin from from multiple yeah. onion. Yeah. You know I love how about? excited you're getting yeah, about yeah, this. Yeah. Yep. Well, my problem is. I got to make sure that I don't spend too much time at the Revolution area or yeah. the Craft Cave or now yeah. the, the, island. the Goose yeah. Island, the yeah. island thing, because sure. then I forget about eating and then I just, you know, go out yeah. into the concourse and buy like a, a, a terrible old hot dog. Or right. Something. You know, that's a good point. Um, you know, I feel like the Sox have stepped up their beer options. They also, you know, they step up their food, but and, and some of it's a little hidden. Um you know, uh, I, I, I think you're going to get more options uh, rolled out here in the next few days and week as uh, we're almost two weeks away from the home opener. So they tend to have a, a, a more options available for the media and, and folks to read about. Um, and tomorrow is the, the, the secret beginning of the Major League oh, yeah, Baseball yeah, season, yeah. right? You really had to dig around for that, too. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they do a horrible job of marketing them. What like, is that? You know, they're going to send two teams to japan right? they're there Tokyo, yeah they're yeah. gonna play two games yeah and then they're gonna wait a week and yeah. and play spring training baseball yeah. just in case we want to maybe expand uh, to tokyo and we might want to have a team over <laughs> right, there right. um you know I, I i don't i don't get it i just don't get the, the long get break between like this is the like how, how why is that the kickoff and then also to kick it off Right during March Madness, yeah. who's paying attention to yeah. to baseball at that point? Yeah, that that's true. Uh, yeah, I, I get all of that. Um, maybe not as well as thought out, um, but uh, it's happening. Baseball is uh, is on the way, folks. Um, we're nine days away from uh, Sox opening up in Kansas City, and. You know, I, I kind of wanted to – it leads us in perfectly to kind of what the experts are saying right. here. Um, right. I was rifling through uh, the Internet over the last week or so, and, you know, everybody's come out, all these different search engines, all these websites, stuff I've never even heard of weighing in, uh, you know, GQ. Like, we have no business making, uh, yeah. you know, baseball predictions. But I found nine. I found nine, um, nine sites that made predictions on uh, – and everybody, of course, are paying attention to the socks. And what we're looking at right now is we're looking at about an, aver- an average of 74, 74.5 okay. Uh, okay. wins. That's uh, an average of the nine predictions. I took the nine. Okay. Um, now, if you take the two outliers and you throw them out, okay, okay CBS Sports had the socks at 70, uh, I'm sorry, 67 uh, and a half. 
that was the low. Which is, what, five more wins five. than last year? Yeah, okay. and, and Yard Barker, which it, it just seems like that's not even a real sight. It kind of reminds me of like a, Sounds like like a, a weed like repellent a, or something. Right, or like a dog walking yeah, right. uh, <laughs> operation. Yeah. Make sure you get yourself some Yard Barker this spring <laughs> to set you up for a good summer. That's right. Um, Yard Barker uh, weighed in, and Yard Barker is predicting the Sox at 91 wow. and 71, which they basically... Basically said in the article in the blurb that they're predicting the Sox to be uh, the Braves of last year. They're going to surprise everybody. So I, I mean, boy. It, now may- they wrote this after Machado signed with the with uh, with, with, with with San Diego, or do they still? <laughs> <laughs> no, they. Uh, this was at, this was post. Okay, All this right. was post. So I threw out the the sixty seven and a half, and I threw out the ninety one. And I took the other seven, averaged that, and we're looking at 72, which uh, seems to be a little bit more realistic. 74 would be great. Uh, you know, that's a 12. That's a 12 win jump from last year. Uh, we're next. You know, folks. Uh, next week, uh, Jeff and I are going to be doing predictions. We're right. going to be we're right. going to be weighing in on, on records. We're going to be uh, other little side bets. Uh, some fun stuff, and that's going to be next week. But yeah. just, I mean, chew on that right now. I don't want to give away any of, of, of my thoughts don't. on on uh, win totals, but I, I do have to say what, what what's interesting about kind of your your logic in uh, very sound to toss out the lowest, yeah, and and they, the highest they, they of no those sense. of those yeah. predictions. But I will say, the CBS Sports one, while very low doesn't seem as outrageous to me as as the yard barker one it's still you, you know what i'm saying well yeah. first it sounds weird to say yard barker yeah, I, every but time i mean like yeah. 91 wins versus yeah 67 and a half is uh-huh. low but it's still a five game improvement over uh, yeah, the previous yeah i get that but uh, still as a mathematician you would throw out to- totally. Uh, you, you I, I just mean that two. 91 seems yeah. like, wow, where, where well, are you getting that? I, I think, uh, you know, in the blurb, they're talking about what the A's and the Braves did last year, kind of came out of nowhere and shocked folks with their win total. And what they're trying to do is what folks are doing with their NCAA brackets. They're trying to find where, where's the Cinderella, you know, yeah. where are the upsets? Yeah, sure. There's going to be some. And what Yard Barker is saying <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> Is they're they're talking about well, where are the upsets? You know, there, there's going to be some sleepers. Yeah, and and we're thinking the socks and, and and what they said is it based on Eloy, which we've said, based on Radon, you know, based on uh, Lopez and Giolito and Mancada coming around and Anderson coming into his own, uh, and and Abreu kind of tying it all together. That that's what they're saying. Ninety one though is a stretch. I mean, that might have been nineteen games. Um, it, 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 is it possible that was ninety one injuries for uh, for 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 prospects? When when the whole rebuild said and done, that's the <laughs> that's roughly the amount of Tommy John <laughs> hours. Exactly. Uh, ninety one hours of Tommy John surgeries <laughs> is what happened here. Uh, it's got to so, be. It's got to be. Um, Speaking of Rodon, uh, the Sox have anointed uh, Carlos Rodon, number uh, 55, as the opening day starter. I like uh, that. I think that's lo- well-deserved. It's, it's a foregone conclusion. I think we were leaning towards that. He's um, earned that, right? Uh, he's He seems healthy. He seems happy. Uh, we need him. I mean, he's young. We need him. I mean, a lot of folks that have caught – uh, Radon had have, have said he's got a stuff. He's got number one stuff. Um, 
the sacks just, you know, we need to string, we need to string some consistency here. Um, I went back to 2008, the last time the Sox made the postseason, uh, and Mark Burley started that year, and he started 09, 2010, and 2011. We had some consistency. He left, and you had John Danks. Then you had Chris Sale for two years, and then you had the dreadful, dreadful year with Samarja, and he started an opening day in 15. Then we went back to yeah, Sale in 2016, yeah, yeah. went to Quintana in, in, in 2017, and then big game James Shields in 2018. Yeah. Um, and, that and, tells you all, all you need to know, you know right there. <laughs> you know, a real revolving door. And now we're on Rodon. And boy, I cro- fingers crossed he sticks around and we can and we can rely on him as our number one for the next few years. Um, I, I liked his spring. He seems to be happy with it. He seems to be pain free. And if he can log, you know, 200 plus innings, I, I think he's going to have a hell of a year. We'll get to that, you know, next week with our predictions. But I like the number one anointment. I do too. I think he finished strong last year. I think this is a, a, a well-deserved appointment to, to open the, the season. Mm-hmm. And a, a, as you said, I mean, let, I think if, if he has a good year and then you can get something out of the second in, in third spots in your rotation and then cobble something together between four and five, that's, that's going to set the stage. You got yourself then, a yard bark. Right. You can, <laughs> Is what was what you're saying there? You got it. You got um, it. The problem here is, is your fifth starter right now, and uh, boy, I was watching you know the games on Friday and Saturday, and, and you know Dylan Covey is being talked about as your fifth starter, and there's something about Dylan Covey. There's there's a line from the movie Step Brothers where uh, <laughs> what's his face uh, Riggleman Ringleman uh, his character says to Will Ferrell. I don't know what it is about your face, but I just want to take my <laughs> fist and just drive it right into your face. Yes. I don't know yes. what it is. And every time I see Dylan Covey, I just, I don't know. There's something about him I just don't like. And he, I don't think he's had a very good spring at all. And I, I just, uh, what I saw last year, I wasn't happy with. And I just do not want him as our fifth starter. That's optimistic. I'm I'm really excited after hearing that. Well, he, I mean, he's not the only option. We've got, uh, you know, we've got Manny Buen, Buen Lo, Lois Buenuelos. Okay. Um, I'm really butchering that name. Um, he came over uh, from the Dodgers, and you know he you know he's been competing. He might have the inside track because the guy that I you know I think you're at the end of the day who's going to be your fifth starter is Irvin Santana. Um, yeah. you know, we're, we're taking a flyer on him. He had some hand issues last year. I don't think he's got full strength right now. He's working towards uh, a full strength, but I, I think in April, maybe even when the socks come home, um, for that first homestand, you might see Irvin Santana in the rotation uh, as your fifth starter. I, 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 there's something about, I, I feel like we're going to capture something with Santana this year. How do you think Nova is going to be? Nova's going to be fine. Yeah. He's, he's going to be so, fine. He's going to be kind of like a, a Shields. If he's healthy, he's going to log the innings. He's going to eat the innings. So and then then really, to me, you for, you, you assume Rodon is going to be fine. Yeah. Nova should be good. You know, Lopez, you're, you're, Giolito. You're, well, that's where I was going to say. That's where you're really kind of, to me, you still have your question marks. Is, is, is Lopez going to give you what you thought he was going to give you? And can Giolito Look, really pitch up to 
what what yeah, he was I, you know um, yeah. predicted to be well, sure. as a prospect. Sure, I, I mean you look at Lopez; he logged 188 innings last year. Giolito 173. These are guys that both of them started 32 times. They took the ball. They went they went to the bump. You know, right? Didn't spend any time um, on the IR. I, so I, I don't know. I'd like to see Giolito turn the corner. In my mind, I think Lopez is going to be the guy that's going to turn the corner quicker. But he's not at a good spring, though. You know, neither is Machado. Machado's hitting 141. Jack Peterson's hitting 59. Yeah. I mean, you know, yes, I hemmed and hawed at the beginning about spring, but it's, it's more like the collective disappointment yeah I, I think Lopez pitchers work on different things you know yeah, they, they chip sure. at corners sure. they work in at different grips for their changeup or their slider yeah you know the Arizona air is different than it's going to be in the Midwest I, I well, yeah. let's hope let's hope he puts together hope. the kind of season hope you need that's right hope hope Jeff um I think I'm gonna uh, wrap us up uh on that um Folks, if this is your first time tuning in to Good Guys Talk Back, we really appreciate that. Uh, hopefully you found a home here. Uh, we are a, a, a weekly Chicago White Sox podcast that's fan-centric, that's blue-collar. If you've been with us for a while, we appreciate that too. Uh, please pass this podcast along. Find us on Facebook, that fan page. Uh, like it, stay connected, and uh, find us on Twitter, at TB. Uh, next week, episode 15 is going to be the predictions, some side bets, um, some fun stuff, because we'll be very close to that opening day in Kansas City. Uh, any last words, Jeff Julian? No, let's do it. Let's get some real baseball on the docket yeah. very soon. Yeah, very excited about that. Uh, folks, thanks so much for joining. Uh, this is Good Guys Talk Back, everything Chicago White Sox. <laughs>